0: My fellow Braptonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the tardy in my super motard, Mister Shaheen Alvandi.
1: You know I'm here, though. You're here. I'm here.
0: Uh, what is it like? Showing up is like ninety percent of it, or showing up there's is like a phrase, sixty nine
1: percent of it. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. I saw a random mention of our podcast on a random forum. Really? Yeah. And it was it was mentioned by somebody writing down Shaheen Alvandi in all caps for long periods. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> And then he wrote, "Admittedly, even though it's a little annoying, it's still the best podcast. <laughs> so keep on keeping on. Life's a garden; you got to dig it." Uh, was this
0: on some sort of fetish BDSM Portland yeah, it's Vine? A Duc- yeah, it's a
1: Ducati forum. So same thing. Okay, fetish BDSM. Thing.
0: What was it? The um the the Manigali thing that Motocorsa did. Yeah, when that got picked up by CNN, <laughs> that the I I I backtracked how that went viral, and it started on like a fantasy sex bdsm nice website japanese hentai thing it was like dark dark web
1: <laughs> so are, are we going to start making stuff to kind of work our way into that um a little safety third one but like in a sexual innuendo kind of way
0: wait was it, it not a sexual innuendo I, I have always been under the impression that was a sex thing
1: uh, you're not wrong Okay, I just want to. I'm trying to lead people that way.
0: Okay. Oh man, just like my whole world just got turned upside down there.
1: <laughs> How are you? Well, sir? for starters, we're we're recording at like noon. Noon on Monday. Was, yeah, on a Monday.
0: Super stoked about that.
1: Super stoked about it. Jensen's been trying to get me to come here for I don't know three days now. Let's just
0: say this the- show's going out more or less on time. But
1: it's taken a village. But uh, yeah, it's taken a village. It's been a little bit of getting me out to do. St- I've been I've been taking a minute to myself. You, you know.
0: You know what? You deserve a minute. You deserve a minute. Everyone. Everyone needs their moments to rest.
1: That's the moment as, that's, as, that's the N- quote that's the, would say. that's the great uh, quote. Everyone <laughs> oh, needs Cole their Giamatti and or Nietzsche. Um. Sometimes you got to take a nap after you take your uh, Toyota truck up and down a mountain. Sometimes you got to wake up before noon. Sometimes, yeah, that's uh, weird seeing you up this early. Usually, you text me at like two o'clock saying, "Hey, you want to have lunch?" Like, hey, no, dude, I had lunch. Hey, I out just two woke hours ago, hungry. <laughs> that's you probably. <laughs> we got to get this recording finished so we can go eat a burger. You <laughs> you stole me burgers. So. I do.
0: I, we're gonna make that. We, the hope today, Stanishes is open. We're, we're gonna, gonna find hope.
1: a burger. I mean, I might drag you to a McDonald's. I don't care. All
0: right, whatever. <laughs> I'm at this point, I'm really not picky. Um. Tell me what you've been doing. Don't talk. I don't want to hear none of this shit about your wheels on your truck and the gold and they're all that. Tell so me, nice. tell me something. They're two so wheels. They're
1: so nice and they're gold. <laughs> they're Looks, gold. No look one good. that knows me is surprised by them. Everyone's like, "Oh, good, they're gold. Thank goodness." They look more like a titanium to me. I kind of. Have you seen them in person? They're pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen them in person. They're gold. I saw you pull up. That's treated. But you had a you had a coat of kitty in the way. I thought yeah. maybe like she was blocking the vision. So, so fuzzy. <laughs> super fuzzy. Same with our dog at home. He's, like, super fluff right now. And I want to give him a haircut, but it's also cold out. Yeah, that's tough. But he's not really an outdoor, outdoor dog. I got clippers. Wow. I do, too. All right. And he's super chill about it. He just sits there and, like, falls asleep while he cuts it, cut his hair. That dog is the the zen of Chuli at home is what I always refer to.
0: Coda Kitty and Clippers is not, not the same.
1: Coda Kitty and Clippers <laughs> equals you better have a knight's armor on. <laughs> just good luck. Just sort your shit out. Write your will. Make sure everything's up to date. Good luck.
0: <laughs> Someone... Someone asked me the other day, just like, is Kota Kitty's belly as soft as it looks? So I was like, No, it's softer. They're like angel tears.
1: They are. It's like And much like angel tears, you have to die to touch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been doing the Braps? You've been doing the four wheel braps. I've been doing both. Okay. I, I've been trying to ride every day. There's a, a friend of ours has been riding literally every day since the New Year's. That's his goal is to hit uh, I think he said two hundred and seventy five days for this for twenty twenty one of riding.
0: Why, why that number?
1: I, I don't know. It's just a number because I was like, are you going to do 365? He's like, no, if I do 275, I'm happy with it.
0: Well, that's, a good, that's a good number. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not hating. No. It. I'm just wondering how that. And
1: some. T- I mean, like he came, he came wheeling with us yesterday and then he rushed home to get on his bike to ride it around. So he, he has to ride minimum five miles for it to count. And yesterday, if you remember, bit of snow around yeah yeah so he, he fucking way to go bud it was cold yesterday
0: yesterday was like the first day it felt like winter here like i even like thought about winter.
1: gearing up today to come to and i was like you know the whole point of this stupid truck i bought is so that on days like today i don't have to get on my bike i've done this i paid my dues i'm happy with it mm-hmm. i'm not not gonna ride when the weather's bad but i mean like i'm not gonna gear up just to go from my house to your house i'm wearing joggers bro that's how That's how much you effort are. I put into this outfit. <laughs> I don't even think I own a pair of joggers. <laughs> I don't even jog. I thought, it was an, I thought it was an exclusive club. <laughs> even better. Just showed up and bought a pair. Where do you run? Get the fuck out of my face. These Those are, are my going questions. out leggings. <laughs> These are my pajamas, yo. <laughs> Chris Ulrich has a going out hoodie.
0: <laughs> it's like his nice hoodie.
1: <laughs> Clean. No paint spots yeah, exactly. on it. It doesn't have any stains on right, it. Right, right. You got the shop hoodie, the going I mean, out hoodie, the... He know. still has to stay away from black lights, but that's a whole different problem. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's because he has a lot of friends that love him a lot. <laughs> uh, I've done nothing. I've
0: I've been not doing things. Any, uh, any
1: updates on your adventure bike? Uh, that's really honestly the thing I'm excited uh, about. Yeah.
0: No, it's on its way. Is it really? I'm actually, I have no idea when it arrives. Uh, is imagine... it coming to
1: you or is it coming to my shop? No, it's coming here. Oh, man. I'm so excited for you to uh, get it. Um, usually like the the delivery dude calls you like a day out.
0: Hey, I'm going to be there tomorrow at 3.
1: Do you know if it's going to have road tires on it or 50-50s or whatever?
0: Uh, It's going to have whatever the OEM spec tire is, which I don't know off the top of my head, but I would assume is some sort of like Bridgestone A no, T31 or whatever it is yeah, now. So road bias tire. Um, and then uh, our boy Colin was going to throw some, some knobbies in there as well. Nice. So bring took to care the- of us on that.
1: Bring it to the shop. We'll throw that stuff together.
0: No idea where I'm putting that thing no idea like, well i mean I i'm think not kidding i'm gonna come over and
1: to, i'm gonna come over and pick up the bmw okay oh we gotta do that thing with
0: that they that they sent the email oh, about. yeah okay shh, shh, nothing nothing, nothing. Secret, secret. Secret, secret 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 Secret. that was pretty cool mm. um yeah you should get on the bmw i need to get one more ride just so i can finish my notes and get that story done one more time but like end of this
1: week we've got to make that happen cool that's a good idea yeah i really want to write it I'm, I'm i'm excited to put some miles on it
0: yeah in fact, I need you to be my photo model for that.
1: All right.
0: Gonna get some pictures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been good. squatting. I'm ready to do some booty shots.
0: Mm, turn off the sound on your laptop, Johnson. Like yeah, professional.
1: Jensen. Jiminy Sheesh. Christmas.
0: Bling. Cookies Speaking are of Christmas. Yeah. Oregon is set to uh, introduce or they already have introduced another lane sharing law. I crossing fingers that it'll actually be a thing. Yeah, I hope so. It's it's a very Diet Coke version mm-hmm. of lane sharing.
1: I think it's going to be like like lane filtering, you know, I like red lights and stuff like that. No,
0: no, it's not. Washington or Utah passed a right. lane filtering law, right. uh, which is great. This one is only on roads with the speed limit over 50 miles an hour.
1: So like five roads in Oregon. Yeah. We have some obnoxiously low speed limits We really do.
0: 50 was good. 55 gets you into trouble because like there's stretches of 405 and 5 that are 50 and not 55. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that was good to make that number. So at least you can do it on the... So basically highways. Um, Interesting. Traffic has to be going 10 miles an hour or slower. You cannot go more than 10 miles
1: an hour faster than traffic. That sounds like a copy-paste of California's rules.
0: Yeah, more or less. Um, Which I'm into. California, you can, California doesn't have the 10 miles an hour or slower. It's just the Delta. I think it's implied. Yeah, there's got to be a Delta. Um, So it's basically like rush hour traffic on the freeway when it's gridlocked. Great. Which. That's
1: that's the biggest complaint most of us have.
0: You know, like I would love to be able to filter up to the front of a stoplight. Yeah. Like that would be a real game changer for me in the city. But I also understand that this is a stepping stone. Like mm-hmm. we just we're just trying to get like our foot in the door. Uh, get something on the books, prove that like, hey, the world didn't fall apart when we did this. It wasn't Armageddon <laughs> on the road. Nobody, right. the four horsemen of the Priuses didn't come out and, you know, <laughs> try to all get in the left lane at the same time. <laughs> um,
1: The Prius, the Nissan Leaf, and the Super oh Foresters <laughs> of Oregon. <laughs>
0: Super Foresters are. What is worse, a Leaf, a Prius, or a Forester? A or and I'll throw in a Honda Fit as well.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say the Leaf is the worst. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. got terrible range. That's true. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say the Forester is the best one.
0: Mostly I because we really like own it. one. I really like it when people take a Subaru and lift it. Hell yeah. That looks good. Overlanding, bro. That kind of um, Baja... Like, like, like the, the lifted Porsche look, for some reason, really I'm gets me.
1: Big fan of that. Yeah. Big, big. I mean, yeah. uh, on the Porsche, you're like, whoa, that guy went way off the limb. But on a Subaru around here in Oregon, you see it all the time. That's rowdy. But the thing that bothers me is when I see them and they're just squeaky clean. Like, it's just never been off-road. The tires have zero marks on them, nothing. Yeah.
0: Well, you know.
1: Go out and have fun. That's the whole point of the thing you spent money on. That's what I always say about motorcycles. You put a 1,000 miles a year on it, dude, you just pay, paid a lot of money to have that thing go ride it make some time for it it's therapy
0: It's good for you different like i get a scratch on the street fighter mm-hmm. feel pretty bad i get a scratch on the supermoto you feel proud I just don't really care you're like i did that like i hate you <laughs> i hate you so much
1: <laughs> it's like it's your love language with the supermoto is hate <laughs> we have a bad relationship you have to beat on each other <laughs> You wear leather. It calls you daddy. You know how it is. <laughs> Wait,
0: this this podcast, man. We uh-huh. cannot record it this heard. hour. We, we talked cannot, about it. <laughs> we cannot record this hour again. We need to get like later into the night where we've <laughs> simmered down a little bit. You know, the day Getting is taking hungry, its toll. no
1: caffeine in me. You haven't even had Oh, you are having a Diet Coke. I got a Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. You're, um, you're in line. <laughs>
0: One of the things I like, <laughs> let me loop back to this Oregon lane sharing law. Uh, Washington has one that they're trying to push through as well. Um, but one of the things I like about this Oregon law I think they have something like 21 sponsors wow. both sides of the aisle rural city suburban um you know like they're they've house and Senate right people are uh, getting involved it, it's a pretty bipartisan bill and you know honestly I think we would have passed it uh in Oregon I think the last time we tried was 2019 but it never got out of committee the committee chairperson was just like eh, I'm not gonna vote on that right Whereas, like it was like, well, you know, this if this goes to general vote, like it seems like it's gonna pass. (laughs) We just gotta get it out of committee this time. So, um, I don't know if it being a Senate bill versus a House bill, uh, it was a House bill before. If that changes, I think because I want to say the committee is a joint session committee, like a joint House committee, uh, if I remember correctly. But I'm hoping there's some secret sauce there that can. You and I have talked about
1: this before. That if they pass something like this, and then if they somehow manage to pass lane filtering abilities in the city, and maybe, oh, I don't know, add a couple of motorcycle parking slots on the streets. Or allow motorcycles to park on the sidewalk. Right, or something (sighs) like that. Watch motorcycle sales tick up. Absolutely. Because suddenly there is a reason behind buying this thing, and you can use it as a rational, I'm I'm making quotation marks here, rational decision to buy it because now you're thinking it's going to be efficient, it's going to be easier, it's going to be safer why not
0: i didn't plan this but it works out really well think about the conversation we had at the start of this podcast oh i got i drove my car today because it was cold i haven't ridden my motorcycle at all because i'm a you know a giant turd Uh, oh that was not the case when i lived in california i rode my motorcycle everywhere rain or shine every day one i got i had to go across the bay bridge a lot so i got like five dollars off my toll Not and I got to go in the carpool lane and I got to lane split through the traffic. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't care what time of day it was, I could go into the city at three o'clock and I lose my mind because it would take me twenty minutes instead of fifteen. It was such a game changer that, like, like the first thing I did when I moved back to California after grad school was buy a motorcycle for that reason. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing I'm like here. I'm like, well, why would I? Why would I ride my bike there? Yeah, like, I mean, oh, here it's, it's cold, it's rainy. It's, like, it's
1: strictly for fun. And yeah. so when it's cold and rainy, it's not fun and you're not looking forward to it. I'm going to get if, in my car. If you have to commit or not commit, if you have to commute and you have all these things in place to make it easier for you, suddenly we're going to see a lot more scooter sales, especially for inner city areas and oh, yeah. you know, just, just motorcycles in general. I, I, I would love to see that. I would love nothing more than to see that and I'm backing up this thing as much as I can during this whole thing.
0: I, I've said this multiple times. The AMA's number one issue should be getting lane sharing and lane filtering legal in all 50 states mm-hmm. because that is the number one thing that is going to drive sales other than getting women on motorcycles. Like, if you want to double motorcycle sales, get women on motorcycles. You want to just make motorcycles a part of American lifestyle, get lane sharing, get lane filtering on the mm-hmm. books you know, like whatever their balances and with motorcycle helmet nonsense, like just stop that, yep. take all those resources, put it towards lane sharing. I agree. Um, you know, it would do wonders for this industry. The more bike sales means more people buying helmets, buying jackets, buying parts. It helps buying everyone tires. It The the tide rises all ships. That's right. Love it. So do the right thing. You all that are listening. Um. So we're going to keep you up to date with, um, this Oregon lane sharing law lane share Oregon's the, the organization that's, that's pushing it. There's several, uh, I think it's the abate chapter of Oregon. That's pushing this really hard. Some of our local clubs are helping out. Uh, we're going to try and get involved, but we'll definitely have some action items for you guys coming down the pipe because we're going to need to talk to state legislature, show support, yeah. write testimonials, share things on social media,
1: wonder if we can get someone that's uh, on our side on the state side to come out here and talk about it. Working on it. Nice. I got a guy. Nice. I got a guy. Nice. Know a dude who knows a dude. No a dude. So
0: we're we're gonna get that that going. Cause this is a really important issue for me. So I think it's an important issue for you too. Shaheen, mm-hmm. I want to speak for you, but I'm looking it into, really is. I'm looking into your eyes and seeing your soul. I,
1: I'm I have concern in my face because I want it to happen. Um. I mean, I want it to happen as a motorcyclist and also as a retailer. I think every retailer should be on board with this thing. If you're in the Oregon area and you're working in the motorcycle industry, go get your voice heard on this thing. It'll affect you in a positive way if it happens.
0: I have yet to hear like a reasonable argument against it. Like I hear like, I hear
1: the safety thing. Right.
0: That, that's, that's like the that's argument. That's the only
1: argument I've ever heard against. That's
0: the argument you can make. And you'd be like, okay, I understand that. And on its face, I can see why that would seem unsafe.
1: Right. But the research shows otherwise. Interesting. I had a conversation with a motor unit officer, Portland officer, and he's actually against it. Interesting. And he's a motor unit guy. And he's like, I mean, his argument is the safety factor. And, you know, in his 20 some odd years of service, he just sees people being more and more and more distracted in their car. So the point of it not being safe. And so the argument I had against that was, have you gone to California? Because people are equally as distracted there. But because it's part of regular life, uh, it has become a routine thing in California to watch your mirrors. You just remember that. So I think if and when it passes here, we're going to have a growth period, a kind of a growing pain period of probably something's not going exactly as planned because now you have to train drivers of cars to mind their mirrors and watch what's going on. I mean, that's something they should be doing anyways, right? Right. But doubly so now on a motorcycle because you're driving on the highway and you're not used to having somebody you know, go past you when traffic is at a, at a halt. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're going to make... You know, let's say the because in California we used to do it essentially between the HOV lane and the fast lane, right? Because there was always kind of a, a wider barrier there, and we don't really have that here in Oregon. But the HOV lane is the wider lane, so I'm hoping that that gets used. And yes, we're gonna have people who are idiots, we're gonna do it wrong, we're gonna do all kinds of stupid things, but those people are gonna do stupid things or, no matter what's going on.
0: And that's where the, the you know, I call it the Diet Coke version of it, but that's where that's kind of an advantage, right? We're like, we don't have full lane sharing coming in. We have it in very specific instances. Right. And so it's just like that tipping, like, hey, we're going to introduce this to you slowly. Like, this year, it's going to be 10 miles an hour on the freeway when it's gridlocked. Mm -hmm. And the year after that, maybe it's on all roads, but it's got to be 10 miles an hour gridlocked. And then the year after that, maybe it's, okay, now you can filter to the front of stop signs. Right. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: And I bet if we do it, then I'm sure Washington's probably watching us. And so you'll probably see that sort of trickle over to Washington and maybe Idaho and all the neighboring states and then hopefully that kind of has that, you know, effect of just rippling through the rest of the country little by little. The
0: thing that's interesting with Utah adding filtering, I haven't heard any adverse things about it. I haven't either. So it's one of those those situations where like it's a lot of people like wringing their hands and doing hypotheticals and wondering and posturing. But the reality just doesn't match up with that. No. So I think that's one of the things that has to be communicated. I wonder if
1: in the Oregon side, while they're having the argument for or against it, if they are using Utah or California representatives who are working for or against it to come out, also tell their side of it of, hey, this is what's going on with us using this.
0: I do think there's a little bit of conversation amongst the different groups. I don't want to speak for them, obviously. Yeah, but I'm hoping for it. I'm that's hoping been my impression with the, the limited meetings and touchings I've had on right. this issue.
1: <laughs> touchings. Touchings. Oh man, this is back to that again, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we are.
1: What happens when you're hungry?
0: Um. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on this. This is going to be some interesting stuff. Um.
1: It's the thing I'm probably most excited about in 2021. I'm crossing my fingers for it.
0: Yeah, I just, man, just get out of committee. I think I think it passes if it goes to a general vote. Mm -hmm. Um. I've always said I thought like Oregon would be the last state to legalize lane sharing, but maybe we can be. You know the
1: second. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I would love it if the whole West Coast has it. That'll make right. Art. You know, because every time I've gone south of Oregon, as soon as you get into California, you're like, aha, I can do the thing now. Oh my god, the speed limit's <laughs> seventy. Yeah. You can. You lane, split.
0: The only thing I don't like about California driving is that fifty five of a trailer. Yeah, that's like I'm like ah uh, when I'm pulling a bike or something. I'm just like yeah, oh. when you're
1: when you're renting a U-Haul trailer, it says you have to go fifty five. So you know, well that's they why I already knew what was happening.
0: I don't know. You can do 90 with a U-Haul trailer. Don't ask me why I you know that. <laughs> ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. We'll keep an eye on it and, um, let you guys know if you can do something to help push it across the goal line for us. Yeah. Definitely. With us. Together. Together. Excelsior. Unified front. Excelsior. <laughs> she can have bad news for you. Uh-oh. We talked about this last show. Okay. And it's, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the air quotes. Okay. so okay. The listeners can't see it, but I'm doing it the austin gp has been postponed and by postponed they mean just not on it's the 2021 calendar
1: the, it got replaced <laughs> with another one though right
0: uh i can't remember if it was qatar or portamau it's one of the two hmm. uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head which one replaced which because he also did that with the argentinian round uh there's like they're seeing postponed because maybe there's a chance at the end of the year, like in August or September. Maybe I don't know. Austin in August—that sounds like a good time. They're going to try and do Austin in November last year. You just sit there. November, October. It was October.
1: November, October sounds reasonable. August, Austin. Have you done this before? No. It's hell. It's, it's hundred plus it's hot. Oh god, you know, it's hot.
0: And well, I was going to say it's not that hot.
1: Yeah, it gets hot out there. It's Texas. Texas. It is. Uh, I miss Austin. This is the second year now. There's things. Just that- want all of us to do the right thing, stay inside, cover your damn face, <laughs> yeah, and then you know wash your hands. And as soon as the vaccine is available get, for get all vaccinated. of us, get vaccinated. Yeah. And then we can party. Yeah. Um.
0: I don't think there's any surprise this year. I think that's what we said last last show. Yeah. No surprise that it would be. This is like, a, let's call this the soft canceling. I would have been
1: surprised if they were like, it's on. <laughs> it's on, bitches. Come on out. 120,000 people. <laughs> Come party. <laughs> what, could, what could possibly go wrong, uh, Sturgis? 20 bikes enter, one bike leaves.
0: <laughs> Make it like Thunderdome. Highlander.
1: <laughs> there can be only one. There
0: bike. can be only one. Uh, and, you know, it kind of works out in Mark Marquez's favor. <laughs> He's still struggling. I just, I think we've talked about this, but I, I just, I just, actually, I may have cut that from the show. We talked about it. I think I did. I think I cut it for time. Mm. But well, yeah.
1: So last we had heard, he was still, they were doing some kind of antibiotic. He's tr- still on the antibiotics. On him, yeah. Which is terrifying to me. That means that there must've been something internally impacted when he went back on the track after that first surgery. Cause we saw him a week later I doing know. practice and then he was off the bike pretty quickly. He's, he's got the goop. Oof, that i am i'm am super terrified for this dude
0: i don't know um i don't know any orthopedist to like really dive into that subject but my my like layman's impression of that situation is like if he comes back to racing like there's a pretty good chance
1: he can but that's 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 an ask yeah like can he do the same level of mark mark as we're used to that that comically yeah you know impossible shit he does
0: yeah like if I think there's zero probability of him coming back like the Mark Marquez we used to know. Right. You know, kind of like, I was going to say Rossi after his leg, but that's not really
1: true. Who knows, though? I mean, he has surprised us in so many ways. I I, I hope he heals and comes back. But maybe it'll turn him down just one notch where there's more excitement on the track and Mm -hmm. it's not just the Mark Marquez show. As, as big of a fan of his as I am, I don't want to just keep seeing him up front. And it's like, come on, guys. I think we'll be lucky if it's only like one notch. I'm, my worry is like <laughs> he's going to come
0: back and it's going to be like three or four. We're going to be like, oh, wow, who, who put Tito Rabat in Mark Marquez's leathers? No offense to Tito Rabat, but, you know, there's a, there's a, a gap between those skill sets. Right. A little scurious. Scurious. Uh, you know it's not scurious? Oh, man, we have the best transitions. We do. That should be our tagline. Best transitions in the motorcycle industry. Rap talk. Getting scariest. You know it's s- getting scariest? That base model KTM 890 Duke. Ooh, that is super <laughs> scariest. Uh, Shaheen. Tell me. This bike doesn't suck. It keeps the edge for 2021. That's what I said. I was I was impressed with what uh, KTM has brought to the table there. I don't know what pricing
1: is going to look like, but considering the... Um, if they're smart, it's probably around. Thirteen grand or so.
0: No, 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 no! It's going to be like eleven. What? Because the eight ninety. They're really smart. The eight ninety Duke R. Now, I don't know if the eight ninety Duke uh, R is going to get a price increase for this year, which is totally possible. But what was it? It's like eleven eight or something like that. Dang. Twelve eight. What does it cost? Oh, that's in British pounds.
1: Eleven seven. Is this going to be your new one hundred in the Jensen score of perfect street We're, bike? We should get something clear. The hundred. <laughs> He's so excited. He's, he's choking over this I bike. I know
0: what that is. Like it's not, I didn't choke on Diet Coke. Uh the the 100 is like a set bike, right? So this would end up being like so the Feel 790 Dukes, the 100, the 890 Duke is going to be I don't know, 103 or whatever it is because it gets a bigger engine. <laughs> but like assuming they keep that price, like I don't think they can take that price up too high.
1: You know, like maybe I mean, the 500 of everything has risen up a little bit currently, yeah. but I I think I mean, we saw with the monster, the new upcoming monster, it's going to have the same price as the outgoing monster, which is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Uh, considering every other bike in the lineup went up 500 bucks, as is the case every year. <laughs> it's like the Ducati tax. It really is. Every year it goes up about three to $500 per bike. So that's
0: what I'm curious. Like, cause I could see KTM doing that same exact thing where it's like, Hey, it's 2021, mm-hmm. the euro and the dollar and the mm-hmm. inflations and the things. And it's got this feature that adds a hundred bucks to it. We got to get our margin, blah, 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 blah. Everything goes up 500 bucks. So that's where I could see like 890 Duke R goes from 11.6 to 12, twelve one. Yeah. And then they go, okay, that means that this can be... Danger. Um, I thought the cat was beating. <laughs> that <laughs> means that this bike could be 11.5 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, that remains to be seen. But it is going to be in that like 11 to 12 range. That's a tasty range. Which is really fucking good for a bike that has you know 114 horsepower and is going to weigh like 400 pounds wet
1: this bike ktm really i think has done such a admirable job of sort of redefining what that range of motorcycle should be like you know you're not you're not buying down you're actually buying something that's exciting to ride every day and you're you're looking forward to it and it's got some Sex appealing that KTM way. Uh, the, the design is still KTM's design, which I appreciate that they're sticking to their guns on this thing. But
0: yeah. KTM's seeing them in person's a little bit better. I don't yes. I don't hate them, but I wouldn't say like I'm not looking at that bike and be like, oh, that's a really good looking bike. I don't have the same product lust. But riding that bike is a ton of fun.
1: Yeah. I think you get you get even if the looks were like marginal to you, you'd get over it pretty quickly once you ride it.
0: That's why I like the the Super Duke GT. Because the the looks are a little bit more palatable to me than than the seven ninety
1: and eight ninety dude. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, the twelve ninety GT is more palatable to you than this. Yeah, there's something weird about that. There's definitely something weird about that.
0: I I think reasonable people
1: can disagree with that statement
0: but i'm standing behind
1: it i mean i know people who I'm own that die bike. on
0: that hill Shane. i know people who
1: own that bike and they love that and they'll probably high-five you for saying that because i still look at it and go only a face of mother could love but again once i ride it i'm like i love this bike a lot
0: you know i have like this weird i have like a couple
1: let's say i have a couple weird things let's be fair there's a there's a
0: there's a few there's a few weird things about me but when it comes to motorcycles i have a weird thing about dustbin fairings in terms of like safety third, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, safety third, I tell you muy what. Muy caliente, dustbin fairings and sport bikes with hard bags. Like you take the like another example, Ducati Supersport. Yep. Don't care for it too much. Put hard bags on it. Game changer. Uh, I was going to make a hard joke, but
1: you know, the car <laughs> rides itself. The bags aren't the only thing that are hard. There's when, something when about that. Them.
0: There's something about like like uh, Ninja One Thousand. Same thing. you put bags on. Oh fuck that. Like looks that insane good. one
1: they have with the supercharger on there. Put bags on it. Yeah. The the ninja H two SX. The twenty-four thousand dollar ninja.
0: Just like there's just something about that. I'm just like, damn.
1: Yeah. That I is
0: agree. practical
1: and sexy. I just like having bags on the bike and then railing it through corners.
0: Absolutely. Or
1: something I think that's why I've always loved the a 17 inch version. You just go rail on that thing.
0: See, now, the Multistrada is a bike where I go the other way with it. Really? You'd rather have it without the bags? I like it without the bags. What I really want, and this is stupid. This is really good that Ducati doesn't do this. I want, like, a multi Multistrada race bike. No bags, solo seat, higher-up clip-ons.
1: Like, like You a, want a Pike's like, Peak on
0: steroids? I want a Pike's Peak on steroids, like, like, there is no consideration in the building of this motorcycle yeah. that it was once a touring machine. <laughs> this was, <laughs> it is a it is a Panigale with like longer suspension.
1: <laughs> there is something about that that just it's a Panigale that you can see over other Panigales with as yeah. you're passing them. That's how you see if it's clear, clear up front. Just look over them. It
0: gets me a little tingly. And then <laughs> that's not too far away from what a Super Duke GT is, right? So we've gone full circle. With
1: we it. have gone back. Nice transition.
0: Boom. Best transitions in the business. I like it. So uh, hats off to KTM on the 890 Duke. I think this is going to be uh, the
1: bike, the sport bike to have for the dollar. Um, I like that naked bikes are having a resurgence. Yes. It's making me so happy. And I think the reason is because the people in our age group who used to ride super bikes for all of our you know, let's say late teens, 20s, and 30s are now going, okay, the shit's starting to hurt. I can't ride it all the time. I still want the performance. I still want to be able to go to my favorite twisty road and just knock it down with everybody else. But I also want to be able to ride at home and not have sore wrists. See, and this is where I hope
0: um, Aprilia is taking note mm-hmm. because I really like that RS660. I think that is going to be really good too. But they there's, there's a gap between that 660 and that 900cc, like that 900cc twin thing.
1: They're getting rid of it i haven't seen it on any of their uh if you look in their website it doesn't exist oh really. those bikes are going gone yeah yeah, yeah but they' so there's need... just gonna be a 660 and a v4 that's really all i'm seeing
0: you're right you're absolutely right that's the new that's the new jam yeah um and it'll be reasonable to think that the 660 models will fill the gaps of the of the doors and shiver shiver lines
1: yeah although those i don't think those models really ever did that well so i'm wondering if they're just gonna they're horrible knock them out and say oh you know what you're gonna have the 660 tuono and then the one that i think both you and i are kind of salivating at the idea of the tuareg tuareg that gets me really interested and i was gonna
0: bring it up later but we can talk about it now because transitions you know we talked i think uh last show like if you could have two bikes if i could have two bikes Mm -hmm. super duke gt Mm -hmm. uh ktm 890 adventure r Super, so you're two KTMs in your garage. Yeah, probably. Because I want like that middleweight adventure yeah. bike. You could probably talk me into a Tenere 700, but I'm more of a features guy. I'm not more of a bare bones guy. I hear you. If I'm going bare bones, I'd probably go on CRF 450 and then doing some stupid rally kit. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm into
1: that idea as well. But yeah, for me, it would be, I've been thinking about that. What would I want? If I could have a Street Fighter V4 uh-huh. and that Tuareg, I'd be really happy. So that's where Those four two right. bikes would would tickle all of my hot spots.
0: That Tuareg, I think for me, would really like get into that because it's going to be probably
1: like low four hundred pound range. Uh huh. It'll likely, if we're correct in what we saw from last year's little teaser show, twenty one inch front wheel, eighteen inch rear. Mm-hmm. So it'll be probably fairly capable off road, but at the same time, with that little motor that. With a full exhaust, can put out 94 or so horsepower. That's going to be able to tour as well. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the V4 Street Fighter, if you haven't ridden one, ride one. It'll, <laughs> it'll, yeah. No fuel gauge, though. No, don't worry about the fuel gauge. It's not the kind of bike you care about fuel okay. gauges on. This okay. is a hot rod to just help your <clears throat> neck get stronger as you get older, really is what it does.
0: I think if Aprilia is smart, that Touareg 660 will sit between the Tenere 700 and the KTM 890 Adventure. Yeah. And and, and kind I think of that's it draws that in. price feature gap because yep. that could be a pr- little bit of the best of both worlds. I don't need the k- the craziness from the KTM, but I want more features than the Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Boom, Aprilia.
1: And I think price wise, it'll sit right there because the Tenere is ten grand. Yep. Right. Yep. And that seven ninety, I think, well equipped is around fourteen and change. Because uh, once you get once you get cruise control and heated this and blah 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 and bags, you're you're starting to tickle fourteen thousand dollars in that bike.
0: Is the seven ninety still a? uh Is it still a bike? Is the 890 the
1: replacement. No, yeah, the 890 is the replacement for this year. Okay. The
0: 890 adventure. Uh, I think adventure, adventure that's R. That's thirteen grand. Okay. So there's like a three thousand dollar. That's you,
1: you can usually add like cruise control and stuff like that to them. It's like another thousand bucks.
0: Oh yeah, 890 adventure R comes in at uh fourteen two.
1: Okay. So, so this bike lands around twelve thousand dollars, twelve yeah, five. Yeah. Which I think it should if we look at the price of the RS660 and the Tuono. Mm-hmm. There's. I don't think they're going to change the electronics that much. Those two bikes already have everything on them. Mm-hmm. So maybe slap on a cruise control, charge people another thousand bucks, call it a twelve and a half thousand dollar bike and have a nice day. I think cruise control is free. I think it's the up and down quick shifter they're charging you for. Ooh, all right. Um,
0: the thing that'll be interesting there will be suspension mm-hmm.
1: and whether they go low spec or high spec. I wouldn't be surprised if they go like, you know, with a brand that people know like WP, but like kind of a low spec side of it. Just to keep the pricing down, and then, yeah. you know, the people that want to go out there and have a hardcore bike can go around it. Cause I mean, think of the, the, the Tenari 700 suspension on it is shit. It's not the, it's not, it's not the bike's strong point at all, but the point of that bike is to be bare bones. So you can kind of go and do your own thing. Do your thing.
0: Yeah. That's a good. I mean obviously it won't be WP because that'll be KTM. Yeah,
1: that's, that's KTM land.
0: But it could be a socks Kayaba Marzoki. That's yeah. a good call. Marzoki would probably be the fork. And then maybe like a socks shock or something. I don't know.
1: I'll be impressed if it's got adjustable suspension on it. Yeah.
0: For twelve grand. Yes.
1: Adjustable suspension. But 12 grand. Now we're asking essentially all the features possible out of the least amount possible. Uh-huh. And so hopefully Aprilia's you know, got their bean counters there making sure that they're gonna make money so they can stay, you know, viable and not suddenly like jerk the price up a thousand bucks after the first generation is gone.
0: Make money, money, make money, money. money.
1: Um, I just hope it's really good off-road. Because I'm looking at this KTM and I'm like, that is a really good off-road bike. Yeah, and have you ridden it? I mean I haven't ridden the eight ninety, I've ridden the seven ninety adventure R R I haven't ridden the eight ninety now. But that seven ninety made me so I was like angry at it how good it was when i gave the key back to the ktm rep at tour tech rally 2018 i was like fuck off take these key back god damn it <laughs>
0: take this away before you me? This to before, me. before i make it do, do i'm it gonna thing. go back
1: to my multi and hug it
0: uh, <laughs> yeah it's um i'm excited for that machine and i think my i don't know if my boffins are or i have to have to get credit for it but uh, end of this year. I think it'll be it'll be Novemberish. I think that's more or less on time. Tuano's coming out. Uh, I forget what the, the timing on that was. I think it's supposed to be like June, July. For the could be. I know the press launch is early March. Because hmm. I was just talking to, to them about that. So I'm not quite sure how that's lining up with bikes. But that could be right. So maybe the Tuareg is definitely a 2022 bike. Yes, definitely a 2022 bike but we will see it fall this year production form this is what it's going to be i know the details most of the details on it um and that's that's pretty good i mean like aprilia really really bounced back from the coronavirus nonsense with the factories because that delayed the r660 uh those are getting to customers as we speak uh those are starting to get delivered Mm -hmm. 20 this summer which It's only like a month or two late, really. I think Tuono is supposed to be spring of this year originally. And then the Tour Egg was always going to be fall of this year. Mm -hmm. So they caught up pretty good. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for that bike. Um,
0: I think that old 660
1: line is going to, I don't want to say, yeah, fine. It's going to save that brand.
0: Yes. Absolutely. I was talking to someone about that the other day. I'm like, this is, as long as they don't
1: fuck it up. There's always a chance, <laughs> you know, get your shit together, Aprilia, but I think they've been, I mean, just having seen Aprilia's, Aprilia's, you know, well, not even Aprilia, but Piaggio America's team, what I'm seeing internally is that there is a lot of really good updates on the team alone. So if, if, if that says anything of what to expect from the company in the, in the near future, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for what they can do.
0: When I've talked to my contacts there and this goes even, you know, back you know, five, six, seven mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, a lot of those issues that Aprilia had with supply chain and parts and all that stuff, a lot of that has been taken care of, you know, in the last decade. Mm-hmm. But the perception in the marketplace was never corrected. No, so that's a difficult hurdle, and that's tough, you know, and that 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 affects customers, and that also affects dealers. And then when you don't have a dealer, then then you lose customers just because you don't have anyone there. Like, I don't think we have a dealer here in Portland we anymore. Know. So it's like, if I if I want to get an R660. You got to go all the way to know.
1: North Seattle. I'm fucked. Yep. I'm not going to Seattle. I don't want to pay So That's tax, a, four and a, and a four and a half hour thing. drive from here just to deal with that.
0: Like, that's that's already a hassle. But you get a dealer here in Portland. Then, then someone like me can become a buyer. And then a bike like the 660 is going to get, some, again, like someone like me excited to mm-hmm. knock on that dealer's door. And as long as Aprilia can keep that buyer experience like, hey, I need a
1: part. I need a...
0: Yeah, you don't have to wait three months
1: for a stupid part to come in for a warranty problem.
0: Yeah, as long as I have the same brand experience that I would with brand like KTM, for example, I think that's a great analogous brand of like the customer level support you need to have. Mm-hmm. As long as I have that level of it, like you, you're probably you're probably gonna be doing pretty good. You're probably gonna see some bikes move. You're probably gonna see some dealers sign up. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna see some movement in the space. And that could be that could be huge for them. That could be huge.
1: I agree. I agree 100%. I think that's going to be, like I said, that bike's going to be a game changer for that brand. Uh, it's been sort of, I mean, they've, they've had the V4s, right? And everybody speaks so highly of the Tuono and the RS V4 and they're amazing bikes, but, but they still have a fair amount of, uh, competition in that realm. Whereas on the 660 side, there just isn't that much competition. And it's got, you know, if you think about what they're offering for that dollar amount and the kind of value you're getting out of it, that, that bike is Absolutely. Like I, as a non Aprilia dealer, I'm excited about this bike. I think it's going to be such an awesome thing to have around. I think, I think also that, you know, we've chatted about this, but like the disconnect between, you know, what the manufacturer has in mind and how the dealership ends up representing it and the language the dealership speaks. They need to make sure that whoever's in charge of dealer development, you know, does a good job of representing the brand and its ideology and its culture properly on the dealer side doesn't matter how good your product is if they don't have a you know a good representation on the floor what difference does it make totally so i'm hoping i'm you know again like i said you know you and i both kind of know people on the inside over there and i think having watched their positive forward momentum and their progress that they're doing i think they're on the right track and so i am crossing fingers super excited for them and i think they will keep get their shit together and do a really really good job
0: can't see it, but I'm, I'm I'm nodding my head in agreement. Yeah.
1: You know what else I'm excited about? Burgers. Transitions. Transitions.
0: <laughs> you fucked up my order here. I think we're gonna Tarantino it because oh, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna leave that. I was I was actually gonna close with the Turek
1: 660. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing the thing with. I just watched that the other night. That's no, so good.
0: It's on. Uh, what is it on? It's on like HBO or something. That
1: movie never gets old to me. <laughs> um,
0: Aprilia. Speaking of not getting old. <laughs> Aprilia uh RS660 Trophio.
1: Oh, yeah. That's going to be so awesome to not have in the US.
0: Uh well, yes.
1: No, but bad. also Funny.
0: but also maybe? Cuz so so the Trophio so is you're telling me there's a chance? I'm telling you there's a chance, Shaheen. <laughs> there's actually a pretty good chance. Okay. So the Trophio is specifically set up for I think it's a 5 or 6 race series in Italy. It's the stepping stone from that RS250SP that okay. we saw from them. You know, okay. that, that thing that they built with a Uh-huh. So it's supposed to be the next jump up from that. And it's just a part of like a pipeline to develop Italian motorcycling youth people, kids. Okay, um, And that's what this bike is. This is the bike they're going to race on. And that's the story was them announcing that series. But if you read between the lines of it. This is a bike that Aprilia Racing is making. They're taking the RS660, mm-hmm. they're sprinkling their their racing magic into a little it, little juju on there, and it's very easy to see that this could be a bike that Aprilia Racing could offer from their factory works program. Mm-hmm. And I would be very, very, very surprised if that wasn't the case in like six months or so.
1: I and mean, it looks good. That's just a, that's just tasty. I'm like zooming in on it, and it just looks tasty. This is the bike I envision you getting on PIR and setting some lap records on.
0: I would destroy some shit. Um, you know, like that's just young. I, I really like my Kramer and I really like Kramer Gel, and I think we're gonna do some great things this year. But this
1: would make you do but some. That
0: bike does some. That bike is uh-huh. gonna be a beast. Mm-hmm. I'm very worried if, um, like. Like a brappy little sister gets her hands like on one of these. A brappy little stepsister that I didn't ask for got one of these. That would be a bad day oh, in man. my world. Um, although she sent me a text message today of her on her Kramer. Oh, I should say I shouldn't say her Kramer, uh, but it was her. It was a, a Kramer, Kramer with her number on it. <laughs> she's like, "This is what a Kramer looks like with the one on it." Mm. <gasps>
1: she put her C one on that thing. Uh, yeah, because she's down at Chuck Waller recently. Oh, man, so yeah. talk about poking the bear. She she knows how to stab at you. What what oh, that brappy little sister I tell you.
0: What a brat. would didn't even introduce me to her hot friend? <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. What a jerk. That's fine. Because Victory tastes sweeter than Not Victory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Victory tastes much better than not Victory.
0: I will, I'll remember this. But, yeah, it looks good. Adriani forks, Brembo mm-hmm. brakes, Pirelli tires, SC Project exhaust. It's basically an Italian love fest here are these forged wheels they look different than the other No, i was trying to figure that out um i like them whatever they are i think the wheels are stock huh but i didn't get any data on that they didn't really give us any specs which is kind of hard but you would think like a forged wheel package would go in there but it is a spec series they're trying to keep costs down i can see
1: like well fuck if everyone's on cast wheels who cares yeah i mean just between the suspension and the brakes you've (laughs) gone up on the pricing
0: yeah um it looks good you know, it looks, it looks a little slotted. I like the little DRL. Yeah, I was trying to figure thing. out if that's
1: all that is because that's badass looking. Yeah, I hope that stays because yeah. that's, that's kind of sexy. Um, little LED DRL action, which I imagine the stock RS660 will have anyway, but with yeah. actual headlights on over it.
0: Yeah. It's looking, you know, I've seen more and more parts starting to show up for these bikes mm-hmm. and it's, it's looking good, Shane. Uh, I know one, we're going to have one racer. And Omer this year with one, and I'm very curious to see what his back looks like, and maybe I can we can play a little swapsy. So I would love to take. Well, he's he's
1: pretty cool, dude. I imagine him. He's all right sharing with you. He's okay. I'm a big fan of him. (laughs) He's a good dude. (laughs) Talk Uh, about getting into fighting weight, dude. He is he? Yeah, I mean, there there is like you and I talked about. There's probably five or six contenders this year that are really gonna put up a fight, and he I think is one of them. He, and and well and I think his thing though he's used to having the power of the RSV4.
0: There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a learning curve. Yeah. going from rsv 4 to, to go a from 200
1: plus horses to 100 horses. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he said the same thing you and, have ta- you and I have talked about. He sort of you know met the the zenith of that RSV4 for his abilities, and now it's like, well, you know what? At this age and at this shape, which he's in better shape than you and I combined, but. To get on a 100-horsepower bike and to you know just maximize the output of that thing for his yeah. riding style, uh, it's it's an interesting thing that a lot of people in our age group are going, you know what? I don't need 200 horses anymore. I think I can have so much fun with 100.
0: I think he's going to be surprised how much fun half the horsepower is going to be. Yeah. And it's a fun class, too. Um, uh, middleweight and Omra, which is where these bikes, the 660 and the Kramers and all that play, Yep, um, it's the biggest grid in the club. It's the most competitive and there's there's competition through throughout the uh, skill range. Right. You know, there's people doing one thirties. Well, I don't know if there's still people doing one thirties, but there's people doing low, you know, high one twenties all the way to people doing, you know, 14s and 13s. And there's people stepping stones all the way up, you know, as your skill progresses, you've got (laughs) someone that you can race against. That's the coolest part about it. Right. And that's what makes it fun. Uh you don't necessarily need to win the race to be having fun. You just need to win the battle that's in front of you. Right. Uh so that's what I I mean, that's what keeps me interested in it. Uh keeps me coming back for more. So um I'm a little worried that we're gonna see more of these kind of trophy-type bikes on the grid as the years click by. uh uh-huh. And what that means for, for silly Kramer racers like me. Um, but PIR is a an odd track. And um it's a very uh, power dependent track. Yeah. It's you know, like the, the, the regular configuration is almost a mile long front straight and it's like a half mile long back straight. Mm-hmm. But you throw the chicane into that, it's a different racetrack. Um, especially like, you know, right now, like it's our crippled triples that that have the horsepower advantage. Yep. Those guys struggle going through that chicane. It was the same thing at the ridge. When they threw the chicane in last year, it really kind of changed it for like, you know, what the advantages are with the bikes and I'll take the Kramer any day of the week, and uh, in those in those tight races, those those tight courses. So
1: I'd like to see some more specs on the Trofeo just to see what it's going to yeah. weigh in at. Yeah, right. Because I mean, I know it's going to be almost 100 horsepower, but if it weighs 400 pounds, you're still you got to struggle the- against the Kramer.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If it weighed 400 pounds, it's not going to though, because the R660 in stock form is like 403. Okay. So, you know, you take out the lights, you take off the mud guard, you take off the license plate bracket, you know, you're going to lose, let's say, 20 pounds right yep. there. Um, I don't know what this is. I, mean, I would guess this is close to 380, maybe 370, maybe 360 if they're getting crazy, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting too crazy with it. Um, but I, I bet someone could get that down to some, some serious low weight. I bet you're right. If they want to spend the coin. And that's going to really... I mean, we're gonna see it in Moto America this year. We're gonna see these guys developing these bikes into little weapons.
1: It really is doing some stuff, man. I'm I'm pretty excited for the brand.
0: Maybe, 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 possibly I might get to do a Moto America race or an Oma race on one of these. Mm. We're trying to figure we're trying to figure that out. I'm trying to pitch them on that. All right. I think what we're gonna do, here's 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 my pitch. we'll, we'll have to see what Uncle Shane says about this. Just take a stock street bike, okay? Tape the headlights. Okay, put slicks on it. Figure out some sort of way to seal the the belly pan and just race it like that. Just it's a stock bike. Pump gas. Bone stock. Just wreck some shit with that. I I think some stuff could happen there. I think it could be fun. I think it could too. uh now now I'm hungry. Now I got my appetite. What else? Speaking of appetites. We talked about this tramp speed triple.
1: But it looks last like you got some uh you got some extra leaked info since then.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I kind of teased it last show, but more of just like the more I look at it,
1: this is an all new bike, Shaheen. This is an all new bike. I mean everything's new about it. It looks like the frame's new, the engine we know is new. The engine, the whole engine casing looks different. The
0: whole the frame looks like like like, they have a shared relative, but it's definitely a new frame. Yep. Different subframe. Uh, the engine is, it's not a 1,200cc engine. It's its looking like it's 1,160cc. So, like, a very modest increase in displacement. Yep. But 177,
1: 78 horsepower? That's, uh, that takes you out of the roadster category and back into a street fighter category. Hello, yeah. nurse. What's up? How you doing? And I will tell you, guy, I like a speed triple. Is this a, is a bike I like. Is it doing things for you? This is doing things
0: for this is safety me. Safety third I'm, issue. Here. I'm excited over here. Um, like, welcome back to the game, Triumph. Uh huh. Getting very excited. Very excited. Uh, it's actually,
1: I mean, even in that one little crumpled up looking sheet that you got, it looks good. It looks I like pretty the way good. I look. It looks like it has a very aggressive tank and tail design, so it's a lot more sort of like. Reminiscent of the, the monster, how it's kind of has like mm-hmm. that downward swoop on the tank design. Like that single sided swing arm. I don't love the yep. tail as
0: much. That could be yeah, it a it looks little, a little bit
1: soft compared to the tank.
0: It could be a little sportier, but hey man, 178 horsepower. If it the weight someone was telling me, um one of my colleagues, they were saying a 20 kilo weight drop. Twenty kilo sounds holy moly. Not possible. Where?
1: Where are they getting that from? Yeah,
0: but let's let's just say like twenty pounds. Let's say maybe they got the unit of measurement wrong. Sure, that would make a that would make that well, a I really. Mean,
1: the last iteration had a twin exhaust on there. This is back to a single, so there's a lot of weight saved there. A
0: little safe weight there, yeah.
1: Um, that could be almost twenty pounds altogether. It, let,
0: let Let's say he's right. Forty pounds. That's astounding. That's astounding. A lot.
1: Lost that forty be, pounds, gained a ton of horsepower. This bike is exciting, Jensen.
0: Even if, even if you know he's only
1: half right, I'd still say that's pretty damn good. Probably has a fuel gauge. <laughs> Probably
0: has a fuel. They have a really good dash system. like talk about things I get I weird like, about. I do like
1: Triumphs dashes.
0: They have good dashes. I do. I do like how they do that.
1: Very like super functional, really high quality, high resolution. They were um, kind of like
0: the first ones to really
1: get that. So concept. it's interesting because outgoing RS is weighing 416 pounds. And if this thing is even 20 pounds lighter, right. sub 400 pounds, right. that's that's exciting. That's where I say they're going like, really? Very exciting. Really? That is a tasty burger. That is a tasty hamburger. Oh, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, this mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, get I excited. mean, I'm going back and forth between the photos and it just this bike does look like there's less of it than the RS, than the outgoing RS. If you look at the one photo versus the other, it just the other one looks a lot more plump. Bulbous? Bulbous. Uh, moist. No, that's not the right word. But you know. You know. Some one of those. I just want to say that word to hear someone cringe. It's uh it's affecting
0: space-time yeah. more. It's, uh, a, it's a
1: little less girthy, it's less mousy.
0: Yeah. It's warping the field. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like the third physics conversation I've had today. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about the thing. I was kind of like, eh, like you got my attention, you're in my wheelhouse, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, oh dang,
1: who that? Hella exciting. Almost as exciting as the burger you're about to buy me. Oh
0: my god, so hungry. Everyone's gonna be like, shut up about your damn burgers and go eat something. Eat a burger. Um, that in mind, where are we at? We're like an hour in. I don't know. How long you want to talk about bugs for? Um. Speaking about things that I don't want to talk too long about. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about this last show, so we'll just give it a little whirl. Yamaha FZ07R rumor. So
1: fully fairing, full fairing version of the MT07, which I think will do well. But speaking of plump bikes, those things aren't known to be lightweight.
0: No, and uh, so I like this. I like this rumor. I, I'm I'm not sure how confident I am in its you know, veracity and truthfulness. Right. But I like it. I like the idea. I think this is something that Yamaha should should do. Uh, I published the story for no other reason than there needs to be this conversation within Yamaha. Yeah, just, just
1: get it. Just get dialogue so just, started. Just
0: push it out there. Like, hey, why aren't we doing that? Are we doing that? I, he says we're doing that. Are, are we not doing that? Well, I think we should. Maybe <laughs> uh, we should. Is do anyone that? else gotten
1: this memo that we're doing this fully fairing MTO seven R? Keep
0: them on their toes.
1: If it looks anything like the fairings that people are using on their current MTO yes. that seven, that's handsome. It looks like old MotoGP styling, which I have such a soft spot for. And that would be—I mean, that'd be awesome if they do that. Those are made
0: by Andy Palmer. Uh, AP Racing. Uh, AP Racing, is that what he goes by? It's definitely Andy Palmer. Um, and he's the one that kind of started the whole FZ07R trend. Yep, Or at least he's like he's like the godfather of it. Let's put it that way. Um, but FZ07, MTO7, n- not the best bike in the world. So that's where I kind of go like, I like this rumor. But for it to be really successful, I think Yamaha is going to have to do some things.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine they're just going to throw some plastic on there and be like, best of luck. Yeah, that would be the thing. Like, if you
0: just put a fairing on it and call it good, we're going to have some issues. Yeah. But if you put a fairing on it, do some suspension. This would be a nice replacement for the outgoing R6. It would at least give them a, a foothold, right? You know, that's going to be like the, I was going to say like $800 question. I don't know what the dollar amount is on that question, but that's a that's a concern. How are you going to go from yamaha r3 to yamaha r1 and hold my beer
1: watch this (laughs) yeah i think
0: i think like especially in america the twins cup thing makes a ton of sense and maybe that doesn't fully make the bridge between r3 and r1 but it's a start um i think it'd be a good way to go you know, I, I, I like it. I mean, I think it should be explored. This is, again, this is a, a segment that is really hot right now. There's a lot of really good bikes. There's a lot of new offerings. People are like, hey, we've been making the same shit for 20, 30 years. Turns out people want to buy some new shit. They, wanna, they want a little something different, a little something extra. A little something, something, Maybe we should make that for them. And and it's been successful. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that happens.
1: Um, Cross some fingers. Do the right thing, Yamaha.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they're listening
1: maybe maybe somebody at a dealership is listening i
0: could see them just not
1: doing it purely because i want them to perhaps said we should do this thing let's go ahead and not do that ever again listen we got to reverse psychology them. this is a horrible idea this is a, this would be it, a
0: bad it, idea you should definitely not do this yamaha yeah, usa if they do it
1: it's probably not going to work out very well for a lot of people you the should pro- they just don't do it
0: definitely not do I mean, this
1: is it working I think this is a horrible idea. Whoever <laughs> does
0: this should be fired. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. That's all I got, Shane. That's quick and dirty. I like it. Do You got anything? It's like it's like an hour. You want to just call a wrap and get a burger?
1: Yeah, I want a burger. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, new Ooh. pros? Oh, good.
0: The people that are going to help
1: you buy burgers for me. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, someone definitely. <laughs>
0: said like this is this is burger money, this is this is burrito money. So. <laughs> that's, that's like good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh. Feed the hungry.
1: I mean you're burning like a thousand calories a day, so you gotta get fed. <laughs> oh my god, I've been I've been hitting the gym hard, Shane. Seeing the results, doing the work. I'm I'm looking at your change every damn week. Bratty little steps doesn't know what's gonna know. happen. You know what sucks? I've been working out with one of our friends a couple of times a week. And so like my pants are looser, but I'm still heavy, which is the reason why you should never look at the damn uh, numbers just on a scale. Well, muscle weighs more than I've that. been doing a lot of squats, getting my booty get bigger. Uh, the weighs a lot more. A lot, it weighs more. You should
0: get those booty implants I was, I was showing you.
1: Make that bedonka donk. But I mean, I already got that. I don't need it. <laughs> I need less.
0: <laughs> Do you have an ass? I never really I've never really noticed your ass. To uh, be I'll fair. show it to you after the show. To be fair, i never to noticed your far. ass. I never seen it. Your posterior <laughs> has never graced my vision.
1: He has what they call nice bot talks.
0: <laughs> um yeah, anyways, um uh, shout out to Kent. Kent is describing himself as the quintessential Nikon buyer. Yeah, oh, Nikon. Okay. Liz, uh, you know, he's got dirty, shitty roads, gravel road to his house, potholes, inclement weather, all that jazz. Then he goes, uh, thing holding him back, 15K for a bike that doesn't have uh, electronic suspension is kind of a deal breaker for him.
1: Um, Yeah, but it's <coughs> hard to find a bike that at that price point with electronic suspension. What is out there?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head because that's not like a... a Price thing I normally look at. There's got to be some things. There's got to be like some Yamaha things. Kent, write
1: to us and let us know what bike under fifteen thousand dollars has electronic suspension. I'm gonna do this research. Yeah, we should do that. Wow. Just because in thing- my world, in my little world, you got to pay minimum seventeen and a half grand to have That's electronic in suspension. Your little world, my little, my little red little world, little Ducati world of mine. Drink. Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. I feel like the MT Ten SP. Would have that. I uh, well, well, went the wrong way. on My clicker. Oh. Yep. I went the wrong way. Oh, uh, Yamaha. Let's talk about this website. Oh, that bike doesn't come to America. That's why. Hmm. Ah. Hmm. But it's 13 grand in the U.S. without it.
1: So that's a point. I have, that's I have a, a feeling there's point. used Nikens laying around somewhere. Yeah.
0: I don't think there is. I mean, they've been out for two years now. I think they sold like nine of them and that was it.
1: (laughs) But can you imagine? Maybe there's a dealer that's just been sitting on one forever and they just need to get rid of it, please. Uh, Talk about stupid purchases I would make.
0: (laughs) Just because it's just that bike is just like the H2R to me where it's just like, man, you guys built that, huh? That is just. Yeah. Just high five. I don't know why I like it. Slow clap. But
1: But, man, you guys did it. You fucking did it. Still, I want. I still want that bike in my garage, an H two. I don't even want an R. Just give me a regular H two. I'll do the little exhaust and whatever upgrade. It'll be R.
0: I'm working on a story. EPA is cracking down on that shit.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Damn it. Oh my god. I think. Well, I mean, they've been. I think and, the uh, days of exhausts and jet Power Commanders, and things like that. I think, really? those are, I think those days well, are Well, luckily done. all the
1: new bikes have so much power you don't even need it anymore unless you want oh, extra noise. But alleged power. Alleged. alleged that's where to have to talk about. Alleged horsepower.
0: Um, Fake I would news. really like to see how an electronic suspension system works on an
1: Icon because it's got four forks. Holy moly.
0: You know? That's a lot of forks, man.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a lot of servos. There's a lot going on. Kent, do you really want an electronic suspension on this thing? I just feel like you're better off without it.
0: I, I do agree with him. The... I think the ultimate point he's making is it's an overpriced bike, and I would say that is probably fair. That's fair. It's like an FJ. It's a – yeah, it's like an FJ09 in the rear. With extra forks. And then double double the forks in the front. Double the wheels, double the forks, double the weight. And you're like, wow, that's – yeah, double the weight. It's a heavy machine. Oh, yeah. But I, I do think – you know, like that's a great point that he brings up. That two-wheel system, like the three-wheel reverse trike thing – there is something to that, that leaning trick. We've seen that played out in some other spaces and some design patents and stuff. And I'm like, it may not look and taste and smell like a
1: motorcycle, but I, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's going to do close. the thing
0: pretty similarly. This is that
1: chicken flavored tofu. You might be fooled. Yeah. What is it? Beyond Beyond Beef? Beyond What is it? Impossible Burger? Impossible Burger? Still haven't. Never one. had one of those. Me either. Why would you? Why would you? I want to try it just for posterity. I'm not against it. I'm just kind of like... I mean, if you're a vegan and you still want to have the burger experience, that's what you get. I've been trying a lot of good vegan food lately and I'm I'm coming on... Like, I'm not on board 100%. I don't want to be a vegan, but I appreciate that there's a lot of good options out there. I just heard noise when
0: you said good vegan food.
1: I literally just just heard noise. It was like a trumpet (laughs) went off in my head. Good (laughs) vegan food. Just high-pitched sounds in there. There's a voice in your head screaming, no!
0: (laughs) That's like pleasant diarrhea like it doesn't exist
1: it does too it's like instant relief that's why you need a bidet <laughs> <laughs> who's the next person jensen <laughs> chris O. transitions uh
0: transition speaking of uh things that are pleasant <laughs> chris o chris uh our man chris here he's a he's a brapafarian Oh, Church, church of Brapistan member, you know, he's a real honest to God, a, 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 a deacon at the Church of Brapistan, uh, blessed be the Braps, dank be the Woolies, win all the track days, Brapafarian. That, a person after my own heart. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's an OG listener. Gonna have to get him some stickers.
0: We're gonna... Didn't we make stickers?
1: I did. I have to pick them up. They haven't let me know if they're ready yet. Oh,
0: okay. I was like, like, I think
1: they're ready. I think because of COVID things, they don't like. I can't just go there and pick it up. I have to like make an appointment on their website, and then hopefully they'll send me a smoke signal, and I can go get it then. Yeah. I, honestly, when you and I are done with burgers, I'm just gonna stop by and be like, "May I please have the thing I paid money for?" Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. We have listeners that want the thing.
0: Yeah. We definitely gotta get some people some stickers. Mm-hmm. Probably should get them some t-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things. Very demanding audience. So much. I mean, it's okay. I'm into it. It's how they show
1: their love. Better than a safe word and a bullwhip, I'll tell you that. Well, what's your safe word, Jensen? Avocado. Not pineapple, huh? No, because
0: avocado sounds the same when you say it as when you also have a ball gag in your mouth. Just just in case you need to mm-hmm. know that. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. It's pretty easy to. Huh. Yeah. I just had to put half my fist
1: in my mouth to see what that would sound like. Yeah. We hope that was. I pineapples. This, this is why route.
0: we got to do a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I don't want that. I don't want that.
1: <laughs> like that guesswork.
0: Wait, wait why did he. Why did it sound muffled? What was going on? Dakota, could he get him? Is it a pillow? Is like there half of the extra large hand in
1: my mouth just to see what it would sound like?
0: Uh da, 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 da. shout out to Jonathan. He sent us an email getting his hot sauce on a Taco Bell. Hell yeah, he is. Like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After that episode, I was just like, really? You listen to that episode, you heard Shaheen's troubles, and you're like, I want to get in on that action. I like it. I like your style, Jonathan. I appreciate it. You know, solidarity is a big deal. It That's is. how we create safe spaces for everyone to talk about things like late night Taco Bell decisions, which, by the way, that was the last time I've had it, and I'm starting to hanker for it again. I don't Taco know Bell's what it is not about bad. it. It's because I have a bidet. I'm not scared of it anymore. Um, that being said, when you go to work and you, there's not a bidet, you're like, God damn it. Terrible. Next
0: time you go to Taco Bell, you got to have the Mereda. Tell me more about this. You take a regular taco. Uh-huh. You get a bean burrito. Uh-huh. You put the regular taco inside the bean burrito. It's basically like a do-it-yourself chalupa. So you have to open the burrito up? Yeah. Why don't you just buy a chalupa? Uh, this is healthier. What? This is this is
1: like this How is this healthier. healthier? It just is for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try it anyways, just to see what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: And then you obviously put a hot sauce in it.
1: Well, duh, fire sauce on everything. <laughs> I literally go to a Taco Bell for this fire sauce.
0: I love every time I go, this is I'm a stupid person. Every time I go to Taco Bell, you know, they ask like, Would you like sauce with that? And I go, No, I'm trying to quit. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes it gets a laugh, like, oh, you're trying to quit the sauce. Like, congratulations on your sobriety. And other times they just look at you like you're like, what? You're, I just hear someone hear in the back going go, this candy.
1: motherfucker coming here trying to be funny.
0: All right, we got spitter on oil on uh order three. <laughs> hold the spit, hold the spit. God damn it. Hold the spit.
1: A, just just give him a reamer. <laughs> Uh. They need to have like an extra fire sauce. I feel like I've graduated from fire. Decided last night. Best
0: hot sauce I've ever had. Oh, or a little place by your shop. I don't know what it's called. That
1: that talk, Oh, the that burrito, our, a burrito place right yeah. there? That is that orange the the light orange one though, the yeah. habanero one. Yeah, it's like uh, watering. It's so good, but then it makes your ear sweat. I love it. It's so good. Not the white one. The white one, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, about. no, I like the orange one. Oh, the orange one. I don't think
0: the white one's that hot. It's pretty hot. I don't, that doesn't,
1: I literally, like my eyeballs were starting to sweat. Uh, I'm,
0: mm. what about the orange?
1: The orange is, the orange is like tasty, it's perfect. creamy, it's, it's good. Perfect. It's got put a, it on all the things.
0: Just enough heat, just enough flavor. It's fucking good. God, we're turning into a food podcast. This is, this is the last time we do this hungry. I'm
1: starving. Let's get out of here. All right. Safety third.
0: Uh, bup, bup, bup. Wait, there's a thing I'm supposed to say. What is it? Uh, just said safety third. It means we're done. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media. at oh, yeah. talk at Twitter. BrapTalk on Instagram. Facebook. BrapTalk Winter Circle Podcast. Send us uh, email. Send us an email. Talk at it's gmail.com. Woo. And with that, we say safety third. Good talk to you. All Make your choices.
1: Bye. Come to Papa. Hello. <laughs> you good there? I think you're good there. How's my volume there? Pretty good. It's you're
0: good. You're a little, it's a little high. Bring it down a little. <laughs> there you go.
1: How's there? Is that better? Sweet. Is that better? Sweet. sweet. sweet in the sweet spot?
0: Right In the sweet spot. Oh, we lost a, we lost a bar on the battery.
1: Whoa. How anyway, many bars do we have? We got two. think we'll be all right. Talk fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to be trying, trying to get a Ducati, see Ducati, see Ducati, see
1: Ducati, see Ducati, and we're done.
0: Good talk to you out there.